reading on page 62, and then we'll open it up for um, some questions. Okay, we'll at the uh, first full paragraph on page 62, Paul. All right. I think I'm missing that page, but go ahead. I can listen to you. All right. You've heard it before, I'm sure. Selfish, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run right, though he doesn't usually think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them even though we had tried, had liked to. Neither could we have reduced our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own willpower. We had to have his, we had to have God's help. All right, Paul. Great, Michael. Hey, welcome everybody. <clears throat> Good morning. Well, right there in the middle of the reading, it says above everything. So that means it's quite important, yes? Above everything, and then what follows? We alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self. So obviously, we can't be that which we can get rid of, yes? Yet, when you're feeling, when you're feeling or living from a sense of self, there's the feeling, and really, uh, a stubborn one, of the, it's you, yes? But he's making it clear that self can be gotten rid of, yeah? Now, sometimes people are driven to such a point, the only way they can feel of getting rid of self is killing themselves, yes? Because of the identification as self. So it's so much that they think the whole ship's got to go down. Yeah, because of that lack of understanding. So they truly believe that, that which is talking to them is them. And there's no way out, obviously. So self can't get out of self. So it goes to an extreme measure, measure and someone takes their life or something. Yes. But here, it's obviously... Uh, if you could get rid of something, it couldn't, it's obviously not you. It's not an essential aspect of you, yes? Just to get a clear understanding because they flip in and out. They recognize something in the book and then they go back to the idea it's us, yeah? But the sentences are taken uh, separately, are very clear, very clear. And I don't know how much more that one paragraph, they, they have self about seven times in like six sentences. So it's uh, selfishness, self-centeredness too, that we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of 
fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity. We step on our toes, on whatever, and then it says we made a decision based on self. So in that one paragraph, there's six selves, six statements of self. I mean, obviously, how can we not see it? Yeah. And that self can be rid of. So doesn't it sound like you could basically read this and have a sense that it's you? So, yeah, selfishness, self-centeredness. I'm doing that, yes? I'm selfish and self-centered. That we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred form of fear and self-delusion, self-seeking and self-pity. So do I see it as self-pity or do I see it as me being pitiful? Yes. Do I see it as seeking, self-seeking? No, I see it as I'm seeking. Yeah. There's an identification as the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. So we can be rid of it. But if you're taking yourself to be something, you're never going to get to the point of realizing you can be rid of it. This is what happened with me personally, an experience. I don't know, maybe seven years of sobriety. I don't know exactly when, but I re- it was a turning point where I was reading page 64, two pages later, and uh, being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. I saw self as other. And as soon as I saw self as other, clearly the possibility of being free from it or being rid of it became available. And it told me why the possibility of free from it or getting rid of it wasn't available because I was trying to get rid of it as it, yeah? I was caught in that statement, self can't get out of self because the exact nature of the wrong is the act of being identified as self, yeah? So when we hear self selfishness, self-seeking, we think we're selfish. No, it's selfishness doing itself, which is selfishness, yeah? But we're identified, so now I'm the one who's selfish, yeah? I'm the one who's in fear. No, it's fear, yeah? It's self-fear. It says it right there, when we look at the fourth step, the fourth column is self-seeking and, and frightened, yes? So it doesn't say self-seeking, period, frightened. It says self-seeking and frightened. They go hand in hand. And it goes right back to the diagnosis. Why are we in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us, yes? So identifying or relying on self has failed us. Why would we continue to rely on it unless there's a hook or some way it hooks us, which is the act of being identified as it. So we want to get out of it, but we the only way we can look at getting out of it is as it, which is the bondage of self, yes? So you're hoping for something to be different as that which is always going to be the same leads you to a fucking incomprehensible, demoralized state. You can't get out of this freaking thing. Yeah. So we need something to help us get rid of self. Yes. Can you abandon you? No, but can you abandon self? Yes, because self is not you. Yeah. Just like I I could abandon a car because I can get out of the car. I'm not the car. 
I cannot abandon me. Yeah, I'll still be there. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole idea is it's abandoning self. We abandon self. This idea. Yeah. We get rid of it. We don't do it, but there's a getting rid of it. What happens? What does it look like? You lose interest in it. That's how it looks. Yeah. You're getting rid of it is you lose interest in it. Can self lose interest in self? No, it can't. That's self-interest. So what happens? You, uh, it's, I feel it's supremely important to have the exact nature of the wrong clear. That which is defeating us is not us. Okay, start there. So then that there's a possibility of being free from that defeat. If you keep calling it you, you're going to be defeated by that you. Yeah. You were and you will be and you are. Yeah. So when it says defeat has, you know, self has defeated us, it's not just in the past tense. It's in the present tense and it's it's projected into a future tense. Yes. This is our humble presentation. This changed everything for me in this program. Yeah. I swear to God, the possibility of being free from it did not come before I saw I wasn't it. It came after I saw it wasn't it. When I, before I was trying to be free as self. When I saw self as foreign, I was now in the process of being free from self. <laughs> That's worked. Yes. <laughs> it hasn't needed a correction for what, 27 years. Yeah, it's correct. Yes. There's, there's my humble offering. That's all. Um, we're not trying to rejuvenate the steps or fucking, you know, synthesize them with something else and make them extreme steps, you know, like yoga postures, and then you do your third step or whatever. That's fine and dandy. We're looking at the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah, and I feel it's just an, an act of being identified as self, and you're not doing it. The head is doing it, and we take it to be us. Yeah, that's simple as that. Yes, the head is doing it. You're not doing it. Yeah, there is no self that's selfing. There's selfing that implies a self. Yeah, <laughs> you are not the origin. You are not the causation. This is what I disagree with when it says we uh, so our troubles we think are basically of our own making. I believe they're basically of self's making. Yeah. I do not see ourselves. I do not see that we manufacture misery. I see we're a factory, so to speak. And who's ever running the factory is going to be the one who decides what products are going to be made. So when self is running the factory of our life, it produces misery. Unfortunately, when we see the misery, we call it ours. Yes. Because of the act of being identified as self. So now we now we have more burden realizing what who wants to see. (laughs) Who wants to see a lot of shit if it means you're the cause of it? That's most of our day. We're trying to avoid that. Yes. 
we believe we fucked everything up. So we're trying to, you know, watch movies and do shit like that to somewhat get a little momentary reprieve from it. Yes. Who wants to do a fearless inventory if it's going to reveal that I'm doing a whole lot more shit than I thought I was doing? Yeah. But no, it's not you that's doing it. That's the good news. Yes. Remember, it says self, singular, has defeated us, collective, yeah? We are the collective that seemingly has been defeated by self. Now, I would think it would be valuable for the collective to realize the singularity of the problem because the problem produces a real sense of personalness when it's truly impersonal. Yeah, <laughs> many of us have the same <laughs> fucking failed system. We have the same GPS that take us to the same places, institution, jails, and death. You got to recognize there's something going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we all end up in similar places, we must have the same driver. Yeah. <laughs> How is this escaping our attention is because it's the it has a camouflage so it can defeat us right out in the open by our, our being identified as the one who has defeated us. Yes. Wow. It's insane. What a slavery. So, yeah. It's beautiful reading. This is the it's out of the book. I got the pages are falling out of this book. Yeah. So I'm going to just read it again. Selfishness, self-centeredness. Where does it say you? Selfishness, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles. It doesn't say Paul and Mary. That's what we think is the root of our troubles, does it? No. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. So four four things and three of them have self in it. <laughs> then you go to page 67, why you're in so much fear is self-reliance. So there's a, it's a bingo. You, you, you won the roulette thing. I mean, the arm thing. Ding, ding, four pineapples. <laughs> Driven by a hundred forms. It, so it doesn't seem like you're the driver, are you? It says driven. So driven by a hundred forms of self, really, yeah? Defeated by its common, by its manifestation. So they're the hundred forms of self that have defeated us by their manifestations in our life. Yes? We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some point in the past, we have made decisions based on self. So we is different than self, yes? We have made decisions based on self. So we, the collective, have made decisions decisions based on a singularity called self yeah that's why we usually end up at the same places <laughs> we're not deciding things from the collect as a collective we're just we're we're living a decision based on self yeah 
but we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. Now, I had living examples of this on a, on a practical level in my first few years of sobriety that blew my mind. I was starting to be brought back to my role in things. It was incredible. I was so far dismissed of seeing my role in things. Yeah. And now it's starting to become clear. And when you see your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. You are. If there's an avoidance of your role in things, you believe it's you, but it's actually self trying to hide out. Self does not want us to do an inventory because you're going to see its role in things. Yeah. You're going to see that many, many, many decisions that you thought you had and suffered the consequences of were based on self. We have all the evidence. Maybe you need a little understanding as the ignition key. Well, here's the ignition key. Yes. It's self that has defeated us. So, so our troubles, we think we basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves. See, I would say they arise out of self. Yeah. And our troubles are basically of self's making. That's what, how I see it. Yeah. It, we are an extreme example of self will run riot, though we usually don't think so. Why? Because the, the disease has camouflaged us by from recognizing it. Yes. So even though everyone knows we're fucked up, we don't seem to think so. It's incredible, really. Above everything, above everything, above everything. That means this is a most primo point. Yeah? We must, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. You want to get rid of selfishness? Lose interest in self. How do you lose interest in self? Is admit you can't. Yeah? Do some service, do some shit, and you'll find that you've lost interest in self. And then these things that seem totally incapable or impossible will start being observed as happening. Yes? Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. Wow. It seems like it's of supreme importance, yes? God makes that possible. Wow. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid or its aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. I've met a lot of drunk Buddhists. I have. Yeah. I have. I've met a lot of drunk Kabbalists. I've met a lot of people who had a lot of philosophies, but it wasn't working in this one topic, which is uncontrolled alcoholism or addiction. Yes? Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness 
much by wishing or trying on our own power. That's pretty good. Yeah. We have to have God's help. There was a guy. Uh, I got a, a, a message. This was years ago. There was a Western guy that was a Buddhist teacher. And he had a large following. I think he was up in Oregon and stuff. And he was bipolar. Yeah. And one of his early things he wrote was he believed that the Buddhism was going to cure him of the bipolar. And what happened is uh, when he had a bipolar episode, he used to, he'd have to take uh, painkillers or whatever. So he ended up dying, overdosing on the streets of Seattle or something. Yeah based on this misunderstanding that Buddhism was going to cure this situation, yes? It was beautiful, really, a beautiful example. Uh, this, is how, this is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God, yeah? Good luck with that. But you can see that which is playing God is not you. You can see that. You can see that which is playing God is not you. You can see it because you're not it. You can actually see it. <laughs> There's no void and then self appears. You're that which is before self, yes, in a sense. You see self appearing. It's called selfing. You see the playing God, which is selfing. Yeah. And unfortunately, many of us see the selfing and see that which is playing God as a self. <laughs> and therefore, we're bound by that playing God and we're bound by that selfing. Yeah. So there is a solution. Hasn't it worked? I know some of you. I, I'm looking at some of you right now on the Zoom. And I know I've seen the change in your, phys, your your facial structure from hearing this good news and an ease and comfort setting in because the battle royale was called off. Yes. And now you're sober and life's going on. And there you have it. There was no heavy lifting really necessary, was there? No. You had all the evidence you needed. You just had to hear the key. Maybe this will be it for you. I don't know. You know, it was with me. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to recovery, it's been the last answer. It was revealed in my seventh year, maybe, and I'm 34 years sober now. So it's been a long ride, riding on the coattails of this message. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the daily experience is the problem does not exist as me. Yeah. I don't think that's a unique experience, really. Or a unique state while you're experiencing. Yeah. I think it's one of the promises. It says it, you know, the problem will not exist for you. Yeah. You'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. The problem will not exist for you. Yes. 
Yeah, so, yep. It goes on and on, obviously. Someday we should, maybe we'll check it out. They probably could do something and see how many times they use the word self in the first 164 pages. I bet you it's way more than the word God. Definitely, yes? Because we're talking about the older God, which is self, and we're going to experience the new God, which is the higher power, yeah? Old employer, new employer. Perhaps there's a better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, anyone else, Mike? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Uh, good morning. Uh, you have a question for Paul today or a small comment? Come on in. Glad to have you. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Greta, come on in. Is that, am I saying it right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll call it. Hey, Paul. Hey, Greta, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. I just, uh, I heard you, I was on your thing last night too. And uh, I recently um, uh, was reminded about you and um and because um, I used to go to your meetings actually years ago in San Francisco at Lake and Arguello, like 10 yeah. years ago. And um, I've been, uh, hold on, Echo, shut down. Sorry, my technology started playing music, sorry. Um, anyway, I've been sober 15 years. Uh, and kind of like you said, like, you know, we want to throw it all away and sink the ship with everything. And that's how I felt two months ago. I wanted to either just, I was sinking and I was done. I was done with uh, life and sobriety and um but i didn't pick up and i didn't um take my life so but that's what i wanted to do because i just felt hopeless again and um and so i went to your site and because i need a different I need to do something different because um, I'm not being relieved with, I'm not being relieved of self, I guess, is kind of what I'm getting. Praying, meditating, going to AA every day has, it's helped and kept me sober and brought me back into recovery, but, um, and I have a support system i'm in the middle of the boat but the uh i needed something else and i looked at your site was like self self and i remember you from a long time ago and how like the perspective is different and it helped me back then and um so anyway what i'm getting from what you're saying today is self is not necessarily me but it's this, as you said, a foreign 
object and it's separate from who I am. Because when I think of who I am and I think I'm selfish, self-centered, self-seeking, I tend to beat down on myself, you know? I, yeah. I, I It really kind of f- fucks me up because I'm not in a place where I can be like, oh, God's got me, you know, I'm okay. Because uh, I'm still in a bad state of mind. So um, I don't really have a question. I guess I just want confirmation that what I heard that helped me that you said is itself is this foreign object and it's selfing me, but it's not who I am. Yes. Yes. That's what we're, that's what we're putting out there other than, but it's not a foreign object. It's not a thing. It's an activity. Yeah. It's mental. It's an activity uh, derived out of the mental processes, like where it says in our AA diagnosis, the problem resides in the mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this problem of self resides in the mind. Yes. So it's mental. It's produced and reinforced by the mental activity. And we find ourselves quite relied on the mental activity because we take ourselves to be the center of that activity called self. So, yeah, we're living in a self-centered condition and we're suffering the consequences of that. And that drive to get relief is handcuffed because we're identified as the problem. So we try to get relief from self as self. That's why it's not working. Yeah, and then it leads to some serious situations at times. Yeah, because uh, that seemingly hopeless state seems hopeless. Yeah, it's not a it's it's not appearing to be a true or false to you. It's taken to be true. Yeah, and then for decisions based on self can become extreme. Yeah, but if you go back to the one of the the first. Uh, preambles of the AA book that say we are 100 men who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state and seemingly means it appears to be true or false to us. So this is truly where the yay or the nay of the whole play, so to speak. We're like the audience and either we're given it an up or a down. The Yes. So the play played by directed by self would be trusting the finite self. The AA uh, presentation is, hey, there's a better way, trusting the infinite, yeah? So the audience can go either way. It can lean towards the infinite and it can lean towards the self, so to speak, yes? And the effects are going to be manufactured through those lenses, either through self's lens or higher power lens, yes? And then you're going to react and observe that. Yeah. And AA presented a better way, which is trusting the infinite rather than finite self. So we tell the truth about the trust in finite self. Yeah. See where it's taken us. And then now, hopefully, you're listening to K Greta or K Paul with a certain, with a healthy suspicion 
and realizing most of the shit being presented is truly false evidence. Yeah. And it's, it's on me to have it appear real or not. And so basically you start seeing the false evidence and before it appears real, there's a pause that can may, may, may cause you to see it as false evidence. So it doesn't go through its next like incubation of appearing real and then decisions based on that. Yeah. So you stop the selfing in its tracks just by seeing, just by awareness, because that is the quality it sorely lacks. Yeah. Yes. It's that's the one quality that um, that's what we are. We are awareness. Yeah. And we can become aware of the present presentation of self in the head from that position of awareness, not as self. Yes. We're listening to a lot of shit about self as self. That's insane. We're now going to hear that. Not and the listening will get broken. Listening is much different than hearing. Listening is you're ready for the next orders. <laughs> hearing is the birds chirping and shit. Yes. So you start hearing the head, not listening to it. Yeah. And if you fall into anything, just go to the ready. The just service is such a beautiful, easy way to get out of this imaginary place from the clutches of self by just doing service. You'll have a feeling of being bigger and available, just like the sense of higher power is. Yeah, so I recommend that. If it gets, don't keep saying you're not in the shit if you're in the shit, yeah? If you keep saying there's no shit, but you keep seeing the flies circling, uh, (laughs) just do something. (laughs) Follow the flies. (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah and there's all these skillful means we have in the program and recovery that can give you that immediate uh release of that pressure that's building yes yeah yeah so yes i see it as a foreign pathogen just any way you can image it as not you and therefore that which is selfish and self-centeredness is self. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, that's why it's called selfishness, self-centeredness. It's of self. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we're not of self. The whole point of the recovery is to have us uh, a spiritual condition. Well, I believe the spiritual condition is inherent. I think that's our condition. What we need is a a way to maintain a mental condition that's not insane a day at a time. And relying on the spiritual condition is how you maintain a good mental condition, not through mental conditions. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, nice to see you again. I'm remembering now in Lake Anaguela. Yeah. Beautiful church, that place, yeah. It was nice, yeah. Yeah, that building was awesome. I'd like to maybe uh, start doing it once a month, maybe, back there if I could. All right, thanks. Thank you. I don't see any other hands up right now, Paul. This is just, it's like when you're applying a new understanding, 
trust the process, yes? Trust the process. Don't leave before the miracle. It's like a, you never know what store is going to break the camel's back. But it will break its back. Yes. I believe recovery progresses like the disease does. I do. And by hearing this, uh, it makes it more familiar. And then it, it doesn't seem to be such an exotic posture. You start falling into that posture of having a very healthy suspicion uh, while the, uh, the radio station is broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, the same propaganda Paul is hearing is the same propaganda that Greta hears. It's just, it's just uh, caught with the name, with the with the idea of Paul and Greta, that makes it personal. But it's basically the same shit everyone's hearing. Yes, yeah different nouns and locations, but it's the same, same, really. Yeah. How it defeats us is this personalness, really. We have to see that it isn't personal. A parasite doesn't have it out for you. It doesn't. It's, it needs you. It needs your life. It doesn't have its own. Yeah. So this is an incredible parasitical movement it's fell upon a pretty good strategy, which is to convince the host that it's the host. Yeah. So therefore the parasite has a, has a security because it's never going to be thrown off by the host because the host thinks it's the parasite. Yeah. So the parasite has a fucking field day. Yeah. And it plays God. It does. It plays out. It uses our godlike juice to play God with. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we need something like a higher power. It's like a little dog masquerading as the big dog. It could probably continue to do that unless you introduce a big dog to it. And then you realize it'll roll over it because it's the small dog. Yeah. So the big dog in this imagery is the higher power. Yeah, of the program. Yeah. So thanks. Anyone? Thank you, Greta and everyone. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just stay in touch with people and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greta, we hold the Paul holds these talks every Tuesday and Thursday at this time. So please come back. Uh, okay, Paul. Next up, we have Oliver. Oliver, come on in. And you can come on Saturday in Marin. We are live. We have a one o'clock talk in uh, Marin City Saturdays. Is that yeah. in person? Yes, it's in person. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on the website. Thank Every you. Saturday we have it in Marin City, right over the bridge. Yeah. I have another quick question. All the right. Paris thing that you just described is that kind of like what your website's talking about, like the the mushroom that goes on the ant. Yeah, we're and using the those those examples in nature. But we're talking about obviously a, a, a non-thing parasitical movement. Yes. 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 So it's very similar. 
yeah, the ant gets taken over by the mushroom and then is used for transportation. And then the mushroom grows out of it after it arrives where it wanted to go. It sounds like uh, a Friday night when I was in active addiction. <laughs> Basically, that's uh, something drove me places and it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what it means, yes. I like the idea of parasites in nature because our arrogance causes us not to recognize the diagnosis, yeah? Because we think, who oh, it's me, all me, all the time. And we're never taken over by anything. But we've been the, we've been, uh, the transportation for alcoholism or addiction quite a lot. And yes, yes, so it's funny how much the self-centeredness uh, keeps us from seeing the activeness of the disease, so to speak, yeah? Yes, yeah, so that's why we like to use the imagery. And then people would send me articles about pa parasites in nature, the cordyceps, and then there's tons of them. They're really incredible. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so it sure sounded like addiction to me. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Greta. All right. Next up, we have Oliver. Oliver, come on in. Oliver. Hello. Hi. Uh, sorry, it's me again. So, I got a question about. Wait a minute, Oliver. Drop that hmm? sorry. It's me again. It, it yeah, is me don't again. Bring that, don't bring that shit in here. Just drop that sorry. You're not imposing anyone on anybody. I don't know. I just wanted to sound like. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, this might this might sound like a why question or where does it come from question. So I guess that's why I apologize in advance. So um, uh, we kind of uh, more or less agree on you know the self doesn't want us to see the problem. And it sounds at that moment when we say it so plainly and kind of in a simple manner that self is something volitional that has its own will, like its entity that has its own will. I know it's uh, you know not what you're saying, but it kind of uh, that's what's happening in, should I say, a combination with us or in cooperation with us. Otherwise, it cannot happen, right? So uh, that seeming volitional moment where it doesn't want us to see the problem it doesn't you know want to be seen and uh, it, but uh, what kind of came into my mind is uh, uh, isn't you know this selfing an activity that is simply happening in the absence or a seeming absence of awareness of or god or higher power yeah. so. Uh, but see, it isn't really because there is an awareness of it, but then the static of the mental state uh, scrambles that message. That's why when you when you finally see clearly, the possibility of seeing clearly was always available at all times. It's just that something uh, unscrambled the static and then it became clear. Yes. So my feeling what happens in the, in recovery is the mental state is diminished and then something that's always been there becomes more obvious 
Mm-hmm. When the mental state is is uh, emphasized, it seems to be a lot of shit without knowing. Yeah, but the awareness is still there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's say if you were on you were on the planet and you were a thing, and you wanted to get some sun, and the amount of sun you would get would be based on the clouds, really. If there was clouds, you're not going to get the sun, yes? Yeah? So the cloud would have an influence. Now, what would happen if you realize maybe you're on the sun side? You would still see the cloud, but the cloud would not have the ability to block you off from the sun, yes? So the... It's our position that gives the cloud the ability to block us off from the sun. It doesn't have the ability to block us off from the sun. It's based on our position. And this is sort of what happens in recovery. You move to a different basis or a different position, which is trusting the infinite. And now you can see clearly what used to be scrambled. Yes? Yeah, because the ability to see clearly is there. What happens is it's being directed through like an asteroid belt or, or static, or, and so it gets scrambled, yes? And now it sees something in a fractured way, but the seeing is pure and clear. What happens is there's a lowering or the, of the static and the scrambling, and now things are coming clearly. Like in Zen, they would say you're seeing blue as blue and red as red, yeah? Yeah, the clarity is there. I humbly believe that clarity is always available. It's more the static or the scrambling or when the mental state is getting overemphasized, there seems to be a lack of awareness. Is there a lack of awareness? No, there's awareness completely, but there seems to be a lack of awareness that coincides with an overemphasis of the mental activities. Yeah, yeah. So that's the scrambling and shit. And then when that gets weakened, uh, the light gets sort of, doesn't get waylaid or uh, directed, it sees things. Yeah, yeah, so. Mm -hmm. But would you consider it to be like a healthy perspective on things uh, on this issue that, you know, selfing only occurs in combination or in cooperation with us? Otherwise, there's no. Oh, of course, we're the we're the we're the like the natural resource. We're the light. Yes, definitely. Every play or every mini movie or any syndicated show that's getting lit up is by us. Yes, not us as a singularity, but as what we are. Yeah. It's like the unspoken, unseen audience, yeah? Some people would call it the witness or the observer. I don't like uh, titles. So you could say witnessing and observing. That which is witnessing and observing doesn't have a, in a weird way, doesn't have a, a dog in the hunt, yeah? It just sees everything, so, yeah. The reliance on the head has us in living an interpretation other than the event, yeah? So that to me is an addiction and it's not our addiction. It's the mental state being addicted 
but we're relying on the mental state, so it seems like it's us being addicted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just sometimes it seems, yeah. you know, uh, sometimes I lose that perspective, you know, that uh, self on its own doesn't have life in it, you know. It, and no, it doesn't, yes. Yeah. And that's all right. It doesn't, I mean, uh, the whole thing is to lose interest in the one that thought it lost the perspective, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what allows the perspective is a lack of a one who has the perspective, because if you're the one who has the perspective, you can be the one that loses it. That's the duality of this event. Yes. Yeah. Right. If you're the clear seer, you're going to be unclear seeing. <laughs> Once the identification occurs, it sets it sets up a tunis, yeah. You believe you achieved an exalted state, you also believe you can lose the exalted state. <laughs> you can't get just one of the bargain. It's it's a it's a, a double deal. Yeah. So yeah. Just hear the just hear the perspective. Don't have the perspective, hear it. In hearing the perspective, humbly, it's better than having the perspective. Hearing, yes? Because it's coming from us, this perspective. It's not to be had by us, it's coming from us. Yeah. I don't care what the noun thinks it has or doesn't have. I just don't. It doesn't serve the experience of the day. I'm just here because I can't be anywhere else. It's just that simple. Yeah. It's just I've had a sober assessment that I'm not getting out of here as here. That is the great wisdom of no escape. I can't escape from an imaginary event. It's impossible. So this is dreaming and uh, wake me up when it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's just, you know, how it is now. Thanks very much. Don't polish I don't sit around polishing perspectives. I just don't. I just, yeah. I some stuff got some stuff. Many things may be get blown by the wind, but a number of things are going to stay, and they're going to be the new basis. Yeah, you won't be looking to the ground to feel to get an assurance. You're on stable ground, you're going to act as if you're on stable ground. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's reliable. Who would have thought? Yeah. (laughs) Do you understand that the, the characteristics and the condition of Oliver and Paul is truly based on what Oliver and Paul are built on, yeah? Is it a reliable foundation or is it a shaky foundation? Yeah? 
Recovery says addiction thrives in a shaky foundation and that the root of the problem is self, not drinking and using. Yeah. And when there's a seeing of that and you get established in another way, which is trusting the infinite, which will prove to be quite reliable, your behaviors and your characters, whatever you want to call them, they're not yours, but those things are going to change. And all that is needed is to see that the old story can't change with it. It's got to be lost in a sense, because you're thinking about you in a 1984 modality, which is you're not that. <laughs> I don't even as an appearance, you're not that. So a truly reliable basis frees you to look at the stars. You don't have to keep looking to make sure it's okay. The okayness reverberates and now you can see other shit. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we use the idea of self as a foreign thing because um, before that is the identification as self. That's the reason why. I believe the real activity of uh, alcoholism is rooted in and, and the act of being identified as self. We're not saying it's you or I in the act. There's just an act of being identified as self that keeps getting reinforced and implied and and uh, the attention keeps getting brought back to that identification as self. Yeah. So it's it occurs through selfing. And for me, that is important so that you recognize something that you've been calling you is other because that's what's causing a lot of the discontent and irritability and restlessness. Yeah, and then uh, get on with living after that clears up. Yeah. Yeah. You will find out, you will find out as an experience, as an observation that you don't get gypped. You're here all the time. Here completely. Yeah. There's no part of you that's not here, even though it says so. Yeah. You're here completely. It's awesome in a lot of ways. You'll feel everything though. You know, I feel tons of shit from my big toe on my right foot. Yeah. Maybe I'd like to have have those uh, station relays broken, but hey, this is part of being awake in a sense. You feel a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the uh, discriminating committee has been uh, has been fired, and shit just comes through. Yeah. If you actually attempted to describe how you are right now, it would be impossible. Yeah, because the second you moved away from what you just talked about through your observation, it would change. It just goes on and on and on. What doesn't change is the awareness of it all. Yeah. I would say that's us. We were talking about it last night. Why you can see everything going, coming and going is because you're always here. <laughs> you're not of that which comes and goes. 
So you can see that which comes and goes. You're not of it. <laughs> the, the awareness saw you coming as a baby and will see you leaving as an old man. <laughs> It's cool. Yes. So nice, nice. Thanks, Olive. Is that all right? You want to keep exploring? That's nice. Thank you. All right. Good. All right. Well, hey, Paul, we have one more question that came through the chat, and um, I'm going to read it for you. It goes, do we take the impersonal path when seeing we are relying on a mental interpretation? What do we rely on when we were when we are unsure? Can you say that again, Mike? Yeah. Mike. Do we take the impersonal path when seeing we are relying on a mental interpretation? What do we rely on? Well, yes. Well, let's. I don't. I wouldn't call it uh, an impersonal path. Uh, I think the. I think the true state is completely impersonal. Yeah. So let's just say you're seeing it from there. Yeah, that gives you the ability to see uh, what you're not. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the selfing from what you are. Yeah. Yes. All right. Can you go on? So. Okay. Okay. So the, the second, the second part of the question was, what do we rely on when we are unsure? If you're unsure, you're relying on self probably, <laughs> which you should be unsure. <laughs> that would be the appropriate response. <laughs> or trying to rely on the infinite from the finite self there will be a sense of unsureness yes for sure okay <laughs> that was what that was the that were the first dog whistles that were going off when I got into recovery. <laughs> a lot of these great ideas I used to just follow started, I started getting, I started to become unsure of them. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that was the migration from the trusting the finite to the infinite. Yeah. See, sometimes when we're, there's a new way uh, and one foot still in the old way, the old way will definitely uh, voice up an unsureness of the new way because it doesn't want to lose its position in one level. Yeah, it doesn't want to be it doesn't want to be relegated to a minor God when it's been used to playing God. <laughs> But then you judge the tree by the fruits, yeah? 
you've followed certain things and then you've realized they've worked. And then you, I feel the action figure learns and it learns uh, to recognize how the wind's blowing, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, is there anything else on there? Yeah, we have a couple more. We have, we have Jack wanted to come in and uh, ask a question real quick. Come on in, Jack. And then we have one more after Jack. Hey, Paul. Hey. You already, you already kind of touched on it. Uh, I was a question I've been thinking about since uh, yesterday. Um, because of the, uh, uh, my physical condition. And uh, I was wondering if you could uh, expound on, on that a little more uh, about, um, you know, the, the non-dual uh, idea and, uh, and health and the, and the, and the physical, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know, you know if it's a non-dual pain. idea, but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> the non-dual would it wouldn't be your health. So, <laughs> in a way, there's health, but it isn't your health. <laughs> uh, in my own experience, uh, now waking up my condition physical condition could be maybe passable or terrible it could be i have no idea what it is but i have faith that i just get up and see what happens yeah and so far so good so i believe for many things you find a, a certainty in the uncertainty of it all and there's a peace there yes so um, but I don't know about the non-dual uh, non uh, approach. Uh, yeah. Well, well, maybe I said it wrong. Maybe, um, maybe the what I'm trying to say is that the the physical condition seems to uh, want to. Uh, bind me more to the idea of self. No, the mental condition wants to use the physical condition to bind you to the idea of self. The physical is not up to fucking anything, really. <laughs> you know, I would say the mental is is uh, presenting it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that when I when I feel pain, it makes yes. me it, it it it's my pain, and it makes me um, well, it doesn't make me anything. But, uh, but let's, say, let's just say here, so something says it's your pain. Now that's not you, so that's going to affect the level of suffering, because it's uh, the pain is pain. It's an event that's happening. The my pain enters into a suffering level where that pain is not going to be seen as what's happening. It's going to be seen as it could keep happening 
and it's going to be the the new norm or whatever. So it just it it uh, breathes a lot of anxiety in, uh, into the situations based on the pain of the event. Yeah. So uh, it's good to realize where that's coming from. It's not the physical. The body, physical. The physicalness is where the pain seems to trigger. Obviously, they say it's all the brain anyway, but let's just say it's the physical. And then the suffering is an add-on, yeah, which is the the mental. And usually uh, you can see the pain being is going to be used to give meaning to suffering through the bridge of my, yeah. So now my pain leads to a suffering, yes? Yes. Yeah. So you just see that. So, uh, and of course, the head hopes by seeing that I'm going to get out of the pain. And then you see the desire of all that and you just see what goes on. You don't have to come to a conclusion. It'll bring a conclusion to you. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of pains. Mostly everyone does. I've had a lot of physical pain in this life. And in my days from the damage that I got by making a decision based on self one night <laughs> led to me getting run over. So that's left the lasting mark on my physical condition. You know, I can't, I can't do much about it. So uh, other than not take it too seriously. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you just, Again, I like the idea of AA where it says you learn to fit yourself around circumstances and try to instead of trying to fit the circumstances around you. So then what how did I do that? Well, when they started making electric bikes, I bought an electric bike because that gave me newfound mobility that I didn't have because I couldn't walk that long. Yeah. And these things, that's what happened. So I fit myself around the situation and I did the best I could. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's way intimate. It's difficult because the underlying desire is to get out usually. Yeah, of course. We want to get out of pain. We want to get out of this. And sometimes that infuriates the pain because there's not an acceptance of it. You want it to be different before you even accepted it as pain. Yeah. Sometimes you got to sit through shit and go through it. And then you'll get a different flavor when the suffering starts getting developed. You will. You can tell the difference mm -hmm. between pain and suffering. You can. Yeah. 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 The suffering obviously usually extends a lot longer. And once it gets momentum, it starts making up pain, really. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It does no. Uh, road answer of non-duality it's just it's how uh there's a fitting around the circumstances you find yourself in yeah yeah instead of trying to fit them around you which is i don't want pain i want this to stop i don't ever do that shit. i just you know i wake up sometimes it's way off and i just i just go well i'm going to give it some time and then usually it, it, it comes back to a, a more manageable condition.
condition. And, and if it didn't, I'd give it a day and then I'd do what maybe I needed to do the next day. I don't know. I don't have any plan. I, that's how I react. Yeah. Yeah. So far to, so far, so good today. Yeah. So then I can roam around, do shit on it and everything like that. If I didn't, I'd have to find help probably somehow and whatever that would entail. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But how I travel through it is much lighter than how I used to travel through it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's easier to deal with pain uh, than suffering, tell you the truth. Right. Usually pain can be, uh, and you can distract yourself from pain and you can dis- distract yourself from suffering. There's a famous story with my one of my sponsor, sponsors where he had an accident where he got 70% burns all over his body, which is a pretty attractive thing for the head to really suffer from. Yeah. The pain is just pulsating. And he was in a hospital feeling sorry for himself. And, shit. and then some late a nurse came in and said, Hey, there's an, a, a young kid who's an alcoholic on the, in the, on the, you know, the, floor uh can would you would you mind talking to him and then he said to himself why does doesn't she see i'm suffering here just leave me alone and shit like that but because he was in aa he he uh acquiesced they brought the kid in they talked for a few hours when the kid left he realized he hadn't felt his pain for a few hours yeah so then he called up the nurse and said get every fucking addict and alcoholic he can find in here because he found out what worked to relate to, yeah, to distract his head from the pain and the suffering. So, yeah. Yes, so. When it says my pain, that's not you saying it, bro. Don't, Don't recognize the guest as the master. Yeah, when it pontificates, this is my pain, that's not you saying it. Yeah, there isn't a you in there called Jack that can go this way or that way. Yeah, so I don't know if that hit the answer, but whatever. That's how I see. Yeah. Yeah, it did, Paul. Thank you. I mean, everyone would like to live free from shit. Has that come to pass? Probably not. So what's the next best option? Traveling lighter through whatever is going to happen. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe you live with in magical thinking, but life is will slap you into some uh, reality and then as as it appears and then maybe this idea of living, you know, pain-free, you'll just realize you can travel lighter through whatever life has in store for us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the art of living. The art of living isn't uh, making it exactly the way you think it should be, but responding to how it is, yeah? Yeah. It's so funny. I try to put a regular shoe on this bad foot. And I end up just having a lot of shoes I never wear. 
Luckily, I get them at thrift stores, so it's only five bucks. But I'm going, I think this is going to work, and it doesn't work. You know, the foot's got a weird shape. So, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Anyone else, Mike? No, that's it for today, Jack. I, oh, oh excuse me. Thank you, Jack. Sorry. It's it for today, Jack. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Remember, we're just the COD salesman. I'm just selling COD. COD. See if if I feel like it will it'll help your whole condition if you just eat a little cod every day. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Grill it raw. It doesn't matter. Send me your recipes. As long as it's cod, that's all I care about. <laughs> so hey, I'm going to say goodbye. Eh? So we got Jack, Jack G on his rocking chair. Michael, Stacy, thank you you for your service mike john in florida there he is nice to see you my friend we got kerry uh my traveling uh companion nice to see you kerry we got nanette she's keeping that candle lit for me thank you yes here they are jacob and the uh the queen of the hudson valley alex yes there they are Wonderful things can happen through Zoom. That's very nice. Kana, nice to see you, my friend. See, you didn't get rid of the cabinets. You just covered them up. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, that's good. Marty, nice to see you, Marty. Hey, Paul. Yeah. How are you? Good. Very good. Yeah. So, uh, Mickey, as always, nice to see you, Mickey. We got uh, Jason from uh, dropping in from Southern Cal. Nice to see you, Jason. And a long time. It's really good to see you, man. Thanks for your share today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah thank you again. Nice to see you, yes. Yeah. We got Chris, there he is. Nice to see Chris. All is well, bro? Yeah. Good, good. Oliver in Berlin. Oliver always stokes the fire. That's nice. I like it. Greta to everyone. Nice to see Greta. Uh, Nina, as always, yeah, she's smiling. Yes. And Greta also, if you have want to have any of these people like Nina or someone, I'm sure they'd offer you their number. Nina is down in L.A., but yeah, we can do it, I guess, through the chat with Michael, right? I don't know how I you did, do it. I did, I already sent my number to, to Greta. Oh, yeah, go. I got yeah. Nina's number okay. and uh, Annette, thank you. Okay. Okay. I loved her question, because I was so happy she she talked because it, it helped me to have her ask that question and to have you answer. And also Jack, because I have, uh, I have the, pain problem myself so that all it today was fantastic thank you all right yeah. great great roman 
there he is. Nice to see you, Roman. Yeah. There's Greta with the cat in the cupboard. Yes. That sounds like a little uh, fable there. Greta with the cat in the cupboard. Uh, we got non Steve. Yes. Not Steve from San Diego. Sarah, Al from Vegas, James, uh, Miranda, another, uh, that's James, Sandra, Housel. Yes, nice to see Sandra again. Bruce, as always. Uh, we got Mia, Annette. Hey. Uh, we got this James. He's here live. He's, there he is. Nice to see you, James. Yes. Yes. Uh, we got Andrew. Uh, I don't know. I think, wait a minute. Oh, there's another. Oh, Lynn. Nice to see Lynn again for the other night. Or when it was last night or somewhere. It was last night. Thank you. Nice to see Some, you. Sometime long ago. <laughs> last <laughs> night. All right. Uh, we got Jack and Mickey and everyone. Hey, thanks, everyone. Fantastic. Thank you. We're around again, uh, all the events live or Zoom are on Zen Bitch Slap events. You go there. Okay, I'll see you guys uh, Saturday, I think. Bye bye. Uh, Love you. Thank Thanks, you. everyone.